Welcome to the CX Pod Europe from TTEC. Welcome to the CX Pod Europe from TTEC, your customer experience podcast providing thought leadership and executive insight on customer issues. Welcome to today's episode of CX Pod Europe. My name is Neil Russell Smith, and today we're here to talk about B2B sales and specifically how to achieve growth and enhance that customer experience in today's B2B organizations. Joining us in the studio, we have Nick Files, our digital strategy and operations partner. Welcome, Nick. Hi, Neil. So uh, when we are looking at how to achieve that growth and, and enhance that customer experience, we're, we're seeing a lot of that attention in the CX space being around more B2C organizations. Um, we're also seeing that increasing emphasis on how this impacts the B2B side of things. So Nick, uh, how is the world of B2B customer experience changing? Okay, so let me start with some things that are definitely going to remain the same and probably always will. So in sort of in the B2B world, the things that sort of customers most want from their providers, their suppliers, their partners is trust. They want to be able to trust those partners in terms, not just in terms of delivering on their promises, but also that there's going to be a long term relationship there. They want to be able to trust those providers. I think the second thing that will remain the same is that they want their providers and their suppliers to know them. So know the people, to know the business, and to know the market in which they operate. Because unless they have that insight, then their products or their solutions or their services will have less relevance. And I think that comes on to the third point, which is customers want to be offered relevant solutions, not necessarily just products and services. So they want those to be bundled together to actually solve issues, realize opportunities. So these are actually solving their solutions more than just sort of products. And I think the last one, which sort of hits us all really, which is about be easy to do business with. Don't make it painful for me as a customer to do business with you. Um, so I think those are the sort of the four things that will remain the same sort of whatever happens going forward. If I sort of now move to what I see as the, the differences that are going on, and I see the B2B world really being impacted by the B2C world, actually. Um, so generally what we're finding is that sort of customers, either buyers or specifiers of products and services, are much better informed than perhaps they were some time ago. Um, they've done their research. So before a salesperson walks through the door or makes a contact, the buyer and the specifier already knows the features and the benefits of products, um, and they're looking for more. So they've done a lot of their research. They may even whittle down a number of the potential providers or suppliers before you've even heard that they're interested. I think the second thing is that we're seeing is that B2B customers are less loyal. I've spent many years um, talking to B2B sales teams and in my opinion they always sort of overestimate the strength of their relationship they have with their customers and in these days I don't think you can rely on that so I think you have to keep a, you can't assume that your relationship is strong so you have to keep working on that relationship to build it up and to not assume that just because you have been supplying or providing a, an organization for time uh, for some time that it will continue to do so. I think the other two areas I've seen which is really being influenced by B2C is the speed of response. Even though a customer might want a personalized solution or a tailored product, um, they want it immediately. They want it quicker now than they did. They want immediate response. So they won't wait for long-term delivery. They won't wait for specialist quotations or proposals. They want immediate response. And I think perhaps the biggest trend I've seen is that B2B uh, buyers and, and specifiers um, actually don't require so much face-to-face -face contact as much as they used to for more increasingly complex interactions. So they're quite happy to undertake quite complex buying processes or, or uh, pro um, 
they're quite happy to take uh, they're quite happy to have quite complex uh, conversations with suppliers over the phone or through digital channels um, and so therefore there's less need to have that face-to-face contact which for some organizations proves a challenge because a lot of their products and services are built up through face-to-face relationships and shifting to those other channels can be a challenge for those organizations so those are the, the those are the key sort of similarities and and um, constants I see but also some of the key differences that's impacting the way b2b organizations are interacting and engaging with their customers okay that's great thanks nick um so i guess when we look at recent research uh, we're actually seeing that uh, it suggests today the number one item on a ceo's agenda uh, appears to be growth uh, so what are you actually seeing organizations doing to respond to that challenge well there are the two usual things which is sort of get more customers and uh, increase the uh, the wallet share of existing customers those are the things that sales organizations are are tackling every day and, and i'll come back to those but there is a third thing i see out there which is organizations trying to increase the rate of sale what i call the sales velocity when i go into organizations and i ask them about their pipeline i often see quite a bit of cholesterol has built up over the years through their pipeline and it takes longer for opportunities to go from the beginning of the pipeline all the way through to close um, and actually measuring that velocity is key so you're talking about an area very close to my heart there nick um, certainly when we look at using the crm systems of the world the sales forces and so on and lead management pipeline management uh, so sales velocity is, is clearly the key here can you tell us more about that one? So I've seen a lot of organizations actually track the velocity of their opportunities through their pipeline and find out what, what is actually causing that. What are the attributes of that, that opportunity? And it could be the type of customer. So larger, com- larger customers having more complex requirements take longer to get through that pipeline for their opportunities it could be the product or the service um, is more complex and therefore that takes longer to get through the pipeline or it could be particular sales teams take longer to get their opportunities through the pipeline than other sales teams Um, but the key to it is to measure it and understand it and understanding what are the enablers and the blockers of speed and velocity through that pipeline Um, And I think there are a number of ways that organizations can actually sort of improve their velocity. Um, First of all, I call it sort of walking the process. So why does it take so long to get an approved proposal out to a client? Why does it take so long to fulfill the order uh, for a customer, particularly if it's complex or bespoke, and actually go back and um, address those blockers to to that velocity? I also think it's a bit of a mindset thing as well. So it's about getting a growth and velocity mindset into the sales force. And in my experience, the best way of doing that is through coaching through the sales management team, but also supplemented through sort of formal training, but also giving people the information about how they're doing against perhaps their velocity targets. There's a particular measure that I've seen some organizations use, which I think is quite smart, which instead of just the, the usual weighted sales figure that everyone puts on a pipeline, they actually track the probability of an opportunity moving to the next phase of the pipeline. So that then shows the sales force that you're tracking uh, how long it's taking to move opportunities from one uh, pipeline stage to another. And then the sales manager can come in, having got the information, and actually offer to coach and support the salesperson in moving it to the next stage. That, to me, shows a bit of a a mindset change about measuring and tracking and improving the velocity of opportunities through the pipeline. So when looking at the other two areas, uh, you talk about getting more customers and increasing wallet share. 
Uh, can you give us an example of where you've seen an organization make these kind of changes, Nick? Yeah, sure, Neil. Uh, you'll like this one too, coming from marketing, because, you know, in the old days, uh, marketing would run events and then pick up leads and then hand those to the sales force to sort of follow up and try and uh, open up a conversation. These days, while that's still an important way of generating leads for most sort of B2B businesses, things have got a bit smarter. So I've been in organizations where they're actually actually using smart analytical, analytical tools to search and identify uh, new customers out there. So the way they go about it is by identifying what a good customer looks like, what are the attributes of a good customer, and then using those, using these tools to search and find other organizations of a similar nature out there in, in the market. Um, and quite interestingly, some of these tools will, tools will also flag up um, where these target customers are searching for products and services that your company might offer. So it's got a lot more analytical in the marketing space, and these are a lot more um, hot leads for the sales teams to follow up because, because you're actually tracking their activity online as to what they're searching for and what they're looking for. You've got a slight indication of their propensity to buy. Uh, because it shows that they're interested in the products and services that your organization is um, is working on. The key thing I've seen in organizations about sort of getting more customers is about freeing up the sales force time, whether that's a field sales force or whether that's through telephone or through digital channels. It's about freeing up time to be able to find, acquire, and get new customers on board. Um, so a lot of uh, organizations I've seen out there, particularly say in consumer goods, sort of use their sales force more as a, uh, as a hunter-gatherer rather than a farmer of accounts. So essentially the sales force open up the accounts and then hand over the management, the day-to-day -day management of those accounts to a what I call an inside sales operation or account management, uh, a desk-based account management. But you know, linked with what I was saying earlier, Earlier about customer trends, uh, customers are far more willing to uh, be managed through telephone and through digital channels and don't always need that face-to-face -face meeting. So given the face-to-face -face field sales forces and uh, account directors and account managers are pretty expensive resources, the thing is to focus their time and free up their time from non-value-add administration and getting them out there, opening up the new accounts, the ones and, the, and following the leads that you've identified through some smart analytical tools. So that's the future of marketing, Neil. So uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Thanks for the tip, Nick. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll certainly take that one on board. <laughs> it was uh, definitely, um, you know, talking about that that digital age, obviously, that we're in, in now, uh, looking at the, the kind of environment, as you say, the channels and the kind of metrics, analytics, et cetera, that we can extract. Um, realms of personas, looking at account-based marketing even, I guess, when we uh, we drill a bit deeper. Um, so, all important question, I guess, is is what exactly will those changes mean for sales leaders and their teams? Well, essentially, they have to know what they're doing. They have to. That's the key thing. Is about measurement. So, understanding where the opportunities are. So, for example, for growth, where are the growth opportunities? Where are the accounts where you do have the opportunity to grow the wallet share? What do you need to do to be able to win that wallet share? Because life is getting more competitive out there. Um, and um, everyone's more informed and more aware. So how do you identify where that growth is and how do you go after it? I mean, just on that wallet share, what I've seen work particularly well is what I call agile account planning, uh, where organizations have pulled together the product specialists, the marketing people, the customer service, the product or service fulfillment people, and they do account planning around an immediate opportunity of growing the market share within, the, sorry, the wallet share within within that account. 
And I've seen organisations, particularly in financial services, uh, treat that opportunity of growing the wallet share as though it was a new customer. So rather than just trying to treat and work the traditional routes of getting that share, they're actually treating it like a new customer, running it as a, a particularly account-based campaign to actually win that wallet share. And it takes time, but it, but it has been successful. I think the other side is not to forget people, um, not to forget uh, people, particularly when it turns to customers and what their changing requirements are. So the fact they don't always need a face-to-face -face, uh, meeting to be able to um, push an opportunity forward or to develop a re relationship, I think organizations can exploit that to realign their best salespeople to where the growth and where the new customers are and hand over a lot of that account management to an inside, inside sales operation or a desk-based account management and particularly through digital channels too. Thank you. No, that's great. Um, so I guess in the interest of time, uh, if you had sort of three to five key takeaways for, for today's audience, what would they be? So I think the first thing to look at is how to increase the velocity of the pipeline, how to get opportunities through that pipeline quicker. And the first thing to do there is to measure it. Um, and I've suggested a few ways of how to do that. And then to build that sort of growth and velocity mindset in your sales teams, whether they be field sales, whether they be desk-based account management, get that velocity and growth mindset into those um sales teams those frontline sales teams primarily through through the sales management and i think when it comes to growth it's about understanding where those growth opportunities are whether that's uh, new customers or whether that's probably mm. i think the second thing is to look at where the growth is you know that could be opening up new accounts uh, that could be increasing the wallet share in existing accounts but unless you actually go about this in using the sort of the modern ways of doing that you'll probably find it harder and more cost costly to do so Thanks, Nick. That's been great. So uh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So that's all we've got time for today. Uh, we'll be back again next month. So in the meantime, if you'd like to stay up to date with the most current news and trends in customer strategy, subscribe to our Customer Strategist Journal publication. It's available both in print and online. You just need to visit ttech.com slash customer dash strategist and subscribe today. So goodbye and thanks for listening. We hope to see you again for our next episode of the CX Pod Europe from TTEC.